Hello friends, this is Chris Searles, the director for Biointegrity, and I'm going to read a blog I wrote entitled Evolving the Copes into Something More Meaningful. It's split into six sections. The first one is called Credit is Due. The second one is Reality, though. The third one is The Point. Number four is The Way Out. Number five is Seeing the Forest and the Trees. And number six is More Meaningful Copes, where I share my recommendations. So I will try to read this straight through and anywhere there are claims, be assured I'm posting the links in the notes here in the podcast. Okay, here is Evolving the Copes into Something More Meaningful. Biosphere, Kinship, Wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, and Abundance as Guide. The COPES, C-O-P-S, are the United Nations Annual Conference of the Parties, parties equals the world's nations, on working together to avoid catastrophic planetary climate chaos. Here are some thoughts on how to make it all make more sense in the years ahead. I've got a graphic that you'll have to go look at that shows on one side everyday economics and on the other side values. And I'll just highlight the values. The arrow is pointing from the right to the left, from the values to the economics. And there's just four big values here. Biosphere, kinship, wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, and abundance. We'll come back to this. Please study those values. That's what this blog is about. Okay, section one. Credit is due. It's been about a week since they finished COP28 this year's International Climate Conference. And to all the people who worked very, very hard to make this year as meaningful as possible, thank you. Job well done. I agree, there were at least two historic outcomes that are essential to moving the goals of the COPES forward. Now here's some quick context. This year's conference was dominated by the fossil fuel nations, as we call them, and the fossil fuel industry, which are traditionally seen as murderous to indigenous peoples and environmental activists, as well as deadly to nature protections, human rights, resource efficiency, economic justice, climate science, renewable energy, gender inclusivity, and environmental and social justice reparations. With all of that in mind, here are the two historic outcomes of COP28, in my opinion. Number one, the language in the document. Most significantly, they got the words and goals on biodiversity, ecosystems, and human beings right for right now. That was not expected. Number two, direction. Nearly 200 countries committing to, quote, transition away from fossil fuels in this context by 2050 means something. These two outcomes set a foundation for stronger outcomes at future COPEs. Thank you again, everybody. For more on the COPE28's positive achievements, they have a beautiful wrap-up page with graphics. Check that link. Section number two. Reality, though. We are 25 years behind. The goal was to cut emissions in half in six years. What we got was a vague intention to transition away from fossil fuels. No timeline, no roadmap. That's a quote from Bill McGuire, Professor Emeritus of Geophysical and Climate Hazards at University College London.
Bloomberg.com's excellent wrap-up article is right. From the environment's perspective, quote, COPE28's success marks just a tiny upgrade on COPE27. Why? This year's conference, the first global stock take, which means coming together to compare notes, looked at how much progress nations have made reducing greenhouse emissions, presumably by transitioning away from fossil fuels since the Paris Climate Agreement at COP28 years ago. Metaphorically, this year's agreement is kind of like saying, in order to eat, we're going to put the food in our mouths and chew at some point in the next 25 years, eight years after agreeing to eat immediately. But even more off target than that, China and the U.S., produce more than 40% of global greenhouse emissions and are the world's number one producers of coal and oil, respectively. We are the fossil fuel nations. We keep deflecting that. Worse than being this far from reality on the whole mission of stopping climate change before it gets catastrophic is our culture. Developed world culture today has us focused on fear and shame rather than on being good to ourselves, others, our civilization, and the earth to solve the problems we share. In light of what so many find, quote, exciting about the future, space is not the final frontier. Self and society are. On this planet, there is only one planetary life support system, Life on Earth is what it's about. How do you be the person you want to be? Getting to that world is the goal for each of us. It's also an ongoing collective effort. Section 3, The Point. We're already in the 1.5 Celsius scenario. Our leaders, our scientists, the weather industry... They do not seem to have noticed that the breakthrough goal agreed to at Paris in 2015, quote, staying below 1.5, was signed to avoid catastrophic damages, which seemed to have begun occurring around 2010. These delegates kicking the can at COP28 to transition away from polluting and heating emissions 25 years from now, when their grandkids are running things, is disgusting and lame and totally terrifying for all 8 billion of us this decade. And unfortunately, as I have been saying, against my own hopes and dreams, clean tech's not much better at addressing its issues. So what do we do? We go forward from here with a better solution. I think I've got the outlines of the most powerful solution. It's in biospheric truth. Nature is your life support system. And this begins section four, the way out. There's an arrow pointing up to a graphic that says nature, in quotes, is your life support system. The way out. Forests, agriculture, ecosystem integrity. These are the way out first and foremost. Why? These are the most important aspects of the life support system everything is built on. Also, the science clearly shows 10 strategies focused in these areas, forests, agriculture, and ecosystem integrity, can get us out of the greenhouse gas crisis 
by removing more than 100% of the carbon emissions needed to avoid literal 1.5 Celsius degree warming this decade. There's still time. Here are the 10 strategies in two groupings. Group number one is strategies one and two. Implement the COP26 Glasgow Forests and Lands Agreement of just 2021. This agreement would end deforestation in 145 key countries and restore 711 million acres of critical forests, peatlands, and wetlands in those countries. Why, you may ask, forests and wet landscapes first? This is our best strategy for restoring normal weather globally. And there's two links to science on that. Strategies 3 through 10 is to improve the food system. And here's the list. There's two groupings inside of this list. The first grouping is six strategies. Eliminate emissions related to, here are the six, cattle feed, rice cultivation, food waste, agricultural waste, meat consumption, and nutrient and manure management on those landscapes, on agricultural lands. So this is essentially the way we feed beef, the main grain of the world, the food that the developed world throws away, the waste that gets burned on these landscapes, the way that we waste and uh, move meat around the planet and, and produce meat, and then all of the wasted uh, landscape resources that wash off of the lands and biodegrade into the atmosphere that are manure management and so forth. And then adding two more strategies to this is to improve that last area with soil carbon sequestration and biochar carbon sequestration. And you can read about all this. The study is from Roe et al. 2019. That link is also provided. And with those 10 things done, the result, more than 100% of projected emissions removed from the atmosphere on time, rainfall cycles restored, biosphere strengthened, people fed, extreme weather reduced, regenerative agriculture actualized as an economy at scale, water cleaner. There's simple math on this, and there's cited science also linked there. There are also additional natural strategies for absorbing greenhouse gas emissions that strengthen the biosphere or the life support system. There's a link to a blog with a section called Additional Drawdown Opportunities. Please check that out. Here's section five of six, seeing the forest and the trees. Forests are the weather on land. Food is the most effective point for resolving issues regarding climate, biodiversity, poverty, economics, famine, destructive industry, human rights, and human identity. Ecosystems are our life support system. Ecosystems are everything. The better they are, the better we are. The conservation community has been overly apologetic on nature's potential to stop climate change. Everyone in conservation knows tree plantations are not a solution. This is not what we're pushing. The media sensationalizes the conservationist humility and apologies and headlines things like, trees are bad for the environment. It's time for conservation to make clear. Trees and forests are better than the electrification of the planet. Nature before technology. 
We need to figure this out. Technology is not better than nature. Stopping fossil fuel emissions does not restore water tables, temperate climate weather, outdoor food production, microbial life, soils, vegetative infrastructure, transpiration, biological productivity, pollinators, biodiversity. Only natural ecosystem protection, regrowth, enrichment, and integrity can restore those things, those essentials. Electrification is a good idea, but just like fossil fuels, it's running the hottest furnaces on Earth to fight warming. It's draining rivers. It's destroying ecosystems. It's ruining indigenous people's lives. It's mining. It's creating ungodly waste. It's forecasting supply chain needs greater than what's actually possible to provide from this planet. It's staking our future on profitability in an economics that profits according to its crafty packaging and delivery of exploitable resources, such as perception and people, and fossils and minerals and gases and other species and property and our data. Forests are multitaskers. Done right, protecting, regrowing, enriching forests is our most effective primary solution for climate stability. It's not the only solution, but it's the first one because it matters most. Forest establishment is essentially how land life came into being hundreds of millions of years ago. Healthy forests move the majority of rain across the continents still today. That biotech already exists, and we're cutting it down. It must come first. Improving the food system is profitable today, and its eight strategies that I listed above are 100% of the carbon solution this decade. Groups like plantwithpurpose.org show us how agroforestry, regenerative agricultural practices, and saving co-ops are already lifting around a million people out of poverty and growing every year. All ecosystems are essential, but only trees bring rain. And trees remove and store carbon. And trees keep landscape life alive in all the ways listed above. And trees make oxygen and cleanse our water. And they're beautiful. And so much more. I think we all want to keep living. And I think the fossil fuel lobby, the hardcore anti-environmentalists, the miners, the rich, the war makers, everyone, except perhaps the rapturists, can get on board with living. Here's the final section. More meaningful copes. So what does living well take? For future copes and for global society in general, I think we need this kind of value set. And this is a simplification of the first graphic. Number one, biosphere is life support system. Number two, kinship is identity. Kinship means everyone is an important individual in a nurturing community. Biosphere means all of the life on the planet comprising the life support system. Number three, wealth. W-E-L-L-T-H. This is potential. This is pursuing and supporting everyone's potential individually and together. And number four, 
abundance. Abundance is success. When you have abundance, you can be generous. And you should. Where are we? We're inside of a life support system. Who are we? We are important individuals needing to build nurturing community. Members of this life support system. And what do we each want? We want wealth. We want recognition and support for our potential. We want to live in abundance. We want that to be what success is about. So here are my recommendations. Number one of five, reform. Redefine wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, to wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. What are the right values for humans individually and together this century and for the next 1,000 years? How well are you doing is way more significant than how much you're worth. The world must let wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, guide. That's where we all want to go. Number two, overhaul. Put life support system first in the copes. Start by moving clauses 55, 56, 61, and 63D of the new accord to the front of the next document. Those are great for now. For example, from 63D, quote, reduce climate impacts on ecosystems and biodiversity and accelerate the use of ecosystem-based adaptation and nature-based solutions. That's where we need to start. Number three of five, refocus. Refocus the whole commitment thing from the world onto the four big polluters, China, the United States, India, and the European Union, as well as the OPEC nations. These big four polluters are responsible for more than half of global carbon emissions every year. They are the fossil fuel markets. They represent the most developed and most developing economies in the world. Change them and you change the world. Change us. We need to show our plans for transitioning jobs and daily life to net negative greenhouse emissions. Big picture, grow back the climate and decarbonize the economically dominant immediately. That's the way to refocus. Number four, integration. Integrate leadership and learnings from the mamas, the indigenous, the poor, the local knowledge systems and knowledge keepers and care providers, as well as business, industry, policy, and science. Our life support system is just like us. It needs relationships, enrichment, and opportunities. It wants to thrive. It has many facets, needs, and colors. It seeks connection and unity. It is both fragile and strong, self-managing and capable of creating abundance. It is defined by its physicality and well-being. Our institutions must refound on those understandings. And number five, direction. Protect, regrow, enrich. The biointegrity we built money and civilization on. We are each indigenous to the earth. We are each geniuses. Diversity is reality. Success is W-E-L-L-T-H. 
which there is more detail on in the graphic. Please check that out. To make the copes more meaningful, we need a global culture seeking wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, rooted in kinship and biospheric reality with a vision for realizing an economics of inclusion, opportunity, generosity, and abundance. Then we can move forward on energy, transportation, development, technology, and all the rest in the right ways, guided by biospheric truth. Together, our potential is unlimited.